The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus. I am said Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the wonderful pacific northwest we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us if you have a question for us or a comment give us a call 877-670-7117 or as always you can email us by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com good morning mr finelli how goes the battle good morning always happy to be here summertime isn't it glorious in central oregon ben summer is tough to beat Except for all the tourists that are here, I I was I was getting my haircut at my barber shop last week, and um, there were some people that had been had walked in and did some walk-ins and and were getting their haircut, and they were from all over the country, the southeast and the in the upper Midwest, and the barbers are being so abundantly nice to them, and I said, you guys need to stop being nice to these people because they're going to think that they they should live here, so. Uh, I think we need to to stop the influx of people well, coming to Ben. Ben's I know hitting those uh, travel and leisure like fifteen, fifteen oh, yeah. town to visit lists and well, all that and, stuff. Now. And you know the deal that the magic hour in the afternoon, in the summertime, and all those people are floating on the river, and they say we should move here. Well, come here in March when it's snowing and see what you think about that. All right. Let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. It continues to be rainbows and butterflies. I don't understand it, but it doesn't matter that I don't understand it. Uh, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were another 1% higher last week. So uh, continue the March higher. It seems like uninterrupted March higher. It seems to be crazy to me, but uh, we can talk about that some more. International developed markets were mostly unchanged last week. Uh, and the emerging markets were down one and a half percent. So international investments um, had had uh, quite a bit of strength, and that had to do with the U.S. dollar weakening. So when you think about investing overseas, if the dollar weakens, that's good if you own international investments as the dollar weakens against their currencies. Uh, but last week we saw a rally in the dollar, and so international underperformed. Emerging markets were down one and a half, and international developed. I think China and Europe uh, were – not China, uh, Japan and, and Europe were essentially unchanged. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks uh, had some outperformance last week. They're up two percent. Um, so we can, you know, we'll we'll see. Small caps are, uh, are living up to their reputation of having more volatility. So that when they do well, they generally outperform by quite a bit. But when they don't do well, they generally get whacked pretty hard. And so that that is historically how small caps have traded, and they're living up to that uh, right now. So far in 2023, uh, in the bond market, we saw rates not really go anywhere last week. Uh, the aggregate bond index, is, think of the S&P 500 of the bond world, was uh, fractionally higher, mostly unchanged last week. Uh, in the Treasury market, we saw the yield on the six-month Treasury bill at 5.48%. A one-year Treasury is 5.35% yield, and a 10-year is 3.82%. So remember, uh, a couple weeks ago, the 10-year got over 4%, but has since retreated in yield. Uh, and uh, can't seem to get back above that 4% number. We'll see what happens next week uh, after the Fed meets. Uh, gold was fractionally higher, 1962 an ounce, and oil was up another 2.8% last week, $76.55 a barrel. Uh, so Josh and I were talking about this last week. There's this sort of fun funny phenomenon that exists now. Uh, in the U.S. economy and the stock market, and it's it, it goes like this: when stock prices and house prices go up, uh, there's the perception that the U.S. economy is good. So most people look at the stock market and look at the housing market as a proxy for what's going on in the U.S. economy. Um, 
and and you know historically that over a long period of time that can be true but um there is there is a difference between the US economy and and the stock market believe it or not especially in the shorter term and so uh but right now the, you know when stocks are doing well and house prices are, are stable or going up people think everything is rainbows and butterflies uh and the phenomenon really puts the federal reserve in a tough place right because um you know they have to look at the economic data they have to look at the inflation numbers and make interest rate decisions based on that that uh and they also know that when stock prices go higher and house prices go higher that creates something called the wealth effect and people tend to spend more when their brokerage account has more money in it and they think their house is worth uh they spend more money and that is in itself inflationary so this phenomenon that exists in today's world which the fed by the way created i should say i should say that they're the ones that um live and die by the wealth effect uh it puts them in a tough place so when you you look at the economic data last week it wasn't actually very good you know we've had a bunch of good economic data but when you get looked at the data last week for the month of june um it came in sort of worse than expected retail sales was lower than expected in the month of june housing housing and building permits housing starts and building permits uh for the month of june were lower last week um and the leading economic indicator index was lower uh the one place that continues to remain a stalwart and robust is jobless claims claims came in real low and so the labor market continues to just be this juggernaut that nothing seems to bad happen to it which isn't surprising if you're paying attention i i, I can't say that that surprises me no because we're on the front lines of of yeah. uh, of the staffing situation so Josh and I were talking about this right before the radio show started and it's a phenomenon that I think um most people don't think about but there's something called the neutral rate right so where and that is what where the Fed Federal Reserve Fed funds rate is that is neither restrictive or um uh stimulative right so there's some place that the Fed funds rate can be uh that isn't restrictive for the US economy and but also isn't really stimulative and so you know we're here at 5 and a quarter percent on the fed funds rate and the US economy is still chugging along so um what's funny to us in my you know Josh and I probably differ on where we think the neutral rate is by a little bit but I think I th- I think the US economy can still be okay at 5 and a half or even maybe 6% uh as the neutral rate what's interesting is that the the hallowed halls of academia would have you believe that it's somewhere between 1 and 2% which historically that, in the history of the United States that's never been true no it's just that they're sort of divorced from the realities of main street and that's sort of the point of why we talk about what the economy <laughs> relative to the stock market and there's just but policymakers generally don't i think they're starting to come around to the idea of uh just the the transition that we're in the midst of i think that they underestimated the resiliency of the labor market to a large degree most of the talking heads on tv had no clue what was happening as evidenced by their predictions at the onset of uh, last year but i bring up the neutral rate and and it's important because when you talk to the average american they think interest rates now are abnormally high when in fact that's not true at all they're still historically on the lower side of average uh and so most Americans think rates are going to go back down you know when you look at the mortgage market when you look at different you talk to different Americans they still believe that rates are going to go back to what they think of as normal which was very abnormal and so i think the neutral rate is here to stay which means i think interest rates are going to be higher for longer um real quick josh we're about 21 22% through earning second quarter earning season so far uh how does earning season look Well, well, we had three big names report this week: Tesla, uh, TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor, and uh, Netflix. All actually disappointed. Uh, earnings are tracking so far with 90 companies reporting out of the S&P down uh, 8% year on year. So not so great. Uh, surprising a little bit to the upside, but remember we say this absolutely every year earnings season: uh, lower the expectations and then jump over the bar. Revenues trending about 1% down. So you know if. This trend continues through the rest of earnings season we shall see but uh we'd be looking at an actual earnings recession uh, at least on paper which would just mean two quarters of negative earnings growth. When stocks go up and earnings decline that means stocks are getting more expensive and so it's very interesting to us that you know we have higher interest rates 
earnings decline, yet stocks are going up, which, you know, it, do, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And so something's got to give at some point. Uh, and then the big news, everybody's on the lookout next week for the Federal Reserve meets the other two uh, policymaking decision comes out next Wednesday. And uh, so we'll find out if the Fed is going to raise rates yet again. I think they hopefully will. But again, they don't call us and ask us what we think they should do. So that should be interesting. More interesting will be what they have to say about the future. All right, if you want to be part of the show, you have a question for us or a comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about small cap stocks, specifically small cap value stocks. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, yourself. That's what makes melanoma different. It stands out. Melanoma is the skin cancer you can spot with your own eyes. I'm Dr. Sansi Leachman, and studies show the survival rate for melanoma is 99% when treated early. Melanoma stands out. You could spot cancer. Don't wait another day. Learn more at startseeingmelanoma.com. That's startseeingmelanoma.com. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. While doing your bargain shopping at the Ben factory stores treat yourself with some tasty finds from our friends at the corn dog company of central oregon boba tea bend and on weekends enjoy crave mini donuts ben factory stores also host a variety of pop-up events so make sure you follow ben factory stores on facebook for the most up-to-date information on sales and promotions smart shoppers start at the ben factory stores south highway 97 because everyone needs an outlet these packages of Sherry's Hazel Cream don't look like milk. Why is my herd so worked up? Oh, silly bull, each package comes with two pre-measured pods filled with nutritious paste. One pod makes a quart of milk for those of us who can't or don't do dairy. Well, that makes sense. You can also make it as cream or buttermilk. Sherry's Hazel Cream Dairy-Free Alternative does it all. Sherry'sHazelCream.com. It's all the moo. And none of the cow. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. 
If you'd like to uh, sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, uh, call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled, 800 743 0988 or you can go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com send us an email just let us know you'd like a free retirement review so uh human being a human being is a funny and an interesting thing uh mostly because i think a lot about how our brains work as it relates to uh you know the market of course but religion politics whatever it might be um and so there's a guy named morgan housel we've talked about on this show uh quite a bit over time and he is uh, wise beyond his years. You know, Josh and I joke that there's like three people that come up with all the content that exists on the Internet, and then everybody else just steals their content. And we feel like Morgan is one of the original content creators um, uh, that exists on the Internet as it relates to the financial services business. But he, he had some really interesting things uh, on his blog last week that I thought I would uh, talk about, especially as it relates to what's going on right now, not only uh, in the market and, and how people behave as it relates to market, but what's going on in politics here in the United States, because it doesn't, it's just getting way, way, way out of control. Uh, so he says, here's a universal reality. What you believe to be true is influenced by how much you want it to be true. The more something helps you deal with uncertainty, the lower the bar is for you to believe it's true. So we as human beings hate uncertainty. We hate it. We despise it. And all parts are parts of our life. So we go to extreme lengths to remove uncertainty from our life. And Josh and I see it all the time um, because think about what we do, right? Um, Josh and I, uh, if you give us enough time in the future, we know what's going to happen in markets. But in the short term, there is a lot of uncertainty as it relates to what markets are going to do. And so if you think about our client base, a lot of which are retired, if you're retired, uncertainty is a very, very scary thing as it relates to your money, right? Because, uh, you know, you're dependent on, on your portfolio in a lot of cases to live. And so that uncertainty can, can be very troubling. And so uh, a lot of times you, people grasp for absolute truth. They grasp for these people that say they know exactly what's going to happen in the market and they give you all these reasons and they sound probably in a lot of cases smart in doing so. Um, but a lot of times that's just noise and gets in, gets in the way of you doing the right thing. Uh, so he goes on to say, it's far easier to fool yourself into leaving a falsehood than to admit a mistake, right? So that's a, that's a common thing for human beings. And good investors, uh, Will, are willing to admit their mistakes and move on, uh, but a lot of people are just they, – they put the line in the sand and they are not willing to admit their mistake. Changing your mind is rarer than it should be, leading us to cling to false beliefs, right? So you can change your mind about a politician. It's okay. You can change your mind about big things in your life. It's okay. All, uh, too many times it leaves you down the wrong road by clinging to to a belief. It's okay to change your mind. More people should change their minds about a lot of things. That's why I think science is so good. Uh, a lot of times we're not interested in the truth. We're interested in the elimination of uncertainty and the fact that, that fact alone causes us to believe things that have a little relation to reality. And we're seeing that play out in the political world right now. People need to grasp reality uh, and stop clinging to things. Uh, you, you need to be interested in the truth as it relates to lots of things in your life. And I probably shouldn't have gone on that, down that. We'll probably get some nasty You're emails, talking about the, I don't care. The, the Biden crime family, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Let's talk about small cap, something that we should be talking about, and that's small cap stocks. Uh, so, Josh, first, well, we're talking about small cap value this week, right? Yeah. So, yeah. let's explain what small cap stocks are, and then, and then we can dive into what a small cap value stock is. Yeah. So, depending on the index provider, you know, remember we t we talk about small caps a ton, but um, small caps are, you know, typically like two to ten billion in market capitalization. Uh, and remember, those are those are the names that you might might be tangentially familiar with. They're not quite like mid caps, which we talked about last week, which you'll definitely see if you drive down uh, any main street in the USA. But small caps are relatively big businesses compared to what you would, of course, intuitively think of as a small business. But uh, in terms of market cap, 
uh, Apple is bigger than the entire small cap universe. And so uh, in, in the scheme of markets, they're, they're not really big. But uh, if you really want to have your mind blown, you think about small caps, the performance premium over time. Uh, this is small cap value specifically. A dollar invested in 1973 in the NASDAQ is a little over 200 bucks today. Uh, if you had invested that same dollar in, in small cap value stocks back in 1973, it'd be worth $1,200 today. So it uh, that 3 or 4% a year in performance premium that usually gets made up in the wake of recessions or 20% drawdowns in the S&P uh, adds up to an enormous amount of compounding. And when we break out the small cap universe, small cap value stocks are you know, what you would think of when you think of a value stock. They're uh, industrials, financial services names, uh, consumer cyclicals. Uh, those types of businesses that trade at relatively cheap multiples compared to the broader market. And to us, uh, they seem, you know, value names particularly seem particularly attractive uh, when the rest of the market is, you know, seeing declining earnings yet surging stock prices. So in the interest of full disclosure uh, with our clients, and Josh and I own it too, and our families own them, uh, the, the ETF that we use in our portfolios is the Vanguard Small Cap Value ETF. The symbol is V as in Victor, B as in Boy, R. VBR is the symbol. Um, you know, it has a relatively attractive about 2.5% yield. Uh, the expense ratio on it's 0.07%. But, um, you know, th this story, we bring it up um, because when Josh and I do our free retirement reviews, and we look at people's portfolios, it's very rare for us to see uh, explicit exposure in a portfolio to small cap stocks or mid cap stocks. Most of you out there listening, whether you do it yourself or have a financial advisor, don't have any uh, exposure, pure exposure to small cap stocks. Now, you might have it, you might own an index, a total market index, but when you think about the actual performance impact of small cap stocks and a total market index, index, it's negligible. I mean, it hardly has any impact. And so um, if you want to add alpha or you want to add some performance juice to your portfolio, you have to go out and buy an actual small cap exposure, whether it's a, an ETF or a mutual fund to get that exposure. And yes, they are more volatile over time because they're smaller businesses and they tend to, they're going to be, you know, more volatile. We see lots of bankruptcies in this space, but we also see uh, companies grow like crazy. So remember, it's a lot easier from a, for a company to go from 2 trillion to 4, or 2, 2 billion to 4 billion than it is for Apple to go from 3 trillion to 6 trillion, And right? small, small cap to the, compared to the broader market, it works in these like 20 year periods where 73 to 94, small value dramatically outperformed the market, then 95 to 99, it underperformed, then 2000 to 2013, it way outperformed, 2013 to 2020, it way underperformed, and then it's crushing the market basically since the COVID lows of March of 2020. But it's important to know, even though it's, it's done well, small cap stocks are still cheap, really cheap relative to large cap stocks, uh, historically cheap actually. So we bring it up all the time because we know that in doing our free retirement reviews, all of you out there are way underexposed, and that made sense from the financial crisis to 2020, but we think it makes a lot of sense to have small cap exposure going forward. So VBR is, this, is the one that we use. All right, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about markets and uh, how that relates to your money. So if you want to be added to our e-newsletters, Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to that list. When we come back, I'm going to tackle some, we're going to tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five- to six-minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on northwestquadrantwealth.com. weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110 KBND Bend. Hello. Thank you for calling the front desk. Oh, yes. Hi. Could I get a few more towels for my room? To make a request, please press 1. Oh, um, 
No, I, I just need some towels. I'm sorry. I didn't understand that. Please speak clearly next time. You cannot be serious. I'm sorry. I didn't understand that. Let's try this. To request room service, press 1. To request new bedding, press 2. To request more towels, press 3. You have requested more towels. To request Egyptian cotton, press 1. To request microfiber, press 2. To request organic cotton, press 3. Uh, how long is this going to take? Aren't automated phone systems annoying? Even more so when you're dealing with something serious like your health plan. At Pacific Source Health Plans, you'll get human service, not automated phone trees. We'll answer your call with a real person who's ready to help. Would you like to upgrade to Zebra Print for a small fee? Pacific Source Health Plans, going beyond what's required to put members first. Visit PacificSourceMembersFirst.com. Hi, it's Mike for Highline Homes, and summertime brings a whole new appreciation of what a brand new custom-built Highline home can do for you and your family. There are the benefits of air conditioning, quality insulation, and windows. We've had a couple winters and hot summers. I'm very impressed with the insulation. Winter, it stays warm, and in the summertime, when it's really hot, it stays nice and cool. It's really impressive. Then there's the perfect outdoor living space to create all of those summertime memories. We have a really nice back porch, um, and the kids love it. The kids have had people over for bonfires and stuff outside. It is nice, yeah. I'm on five acres out here, and it's fun to be back there. You want to be there. You want to entertain and, and hang out. It's nice. And did you know that Highline Homes approved lenders have 100% financing offers, so that down payment does not have to be an obstacle like it might be with other options. They build a very high-quality, good home. See plans, photos, virtual tours, and more right now at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon, CCB 181069. Highline Homes. Have you ever wondered about the story behind a stranger's unique necklace or your friend's wedding ring? There is always a story to go with their jewelry, isn't there? At Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center, we're blessed to see beautiful jewelry and hear the tales to go with it. Just as we all are writing our own unique story, so too does our jewelry tell about us, our travels, and most significant moments. These stunning constructions of precious metals and gemstones carry our stories beyond even our lifetimes, sharing our unique history with our friends and loved ones. So why would you leave the pieces of your story lying in a jewelry box, untouched? You need to get those poor, neglected pieces of beauty out of hiding. Repair them and let your jewelry be a true reflection of the journey we call life. Come see our repair and restoration experts. At Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center on 5th and Fur in Redmond or at SatterleyJewelers.com. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. If you want to. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Come in for Hero Mondays, honoring all military, first responders, and medical workers. And on Tuesdays, it's Nifty 50 Club Day. 50 or better, swipe and win. New members get instant rewards. Win up to $1,000 on bonus slot play. Indian Head Casino, where winners play. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Rinelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the great Northwest. Uh, so obviously we've seen a, a significant increase in interest rates, and because of that, mortgage rates have gone higher. Uh, in December of 2021, uh, the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage still averaged about 3.1%. So a borrower could get $700, uh, a $700,000 mortgage that required a monthly payment and principal uh, principal payment of just $2,900. So $700,000 in 
2021, December of 2021, your your uh, payment of principal and interest was 2,900 bucks. Fast forward to last Wednesday, that same $700,000 mortgage uh, taken out at the current average mortgage rate of 6.9% would equal a payment of $4,600 per month, uh, uh, which at, which means you're going to pay 583,000 more over 30 years than that mortgage that was 3.1%. And I think hopefully most people understand that. I think most people uh, understand that mortgage rates are higher and it's not there's no sticker shock for people anymore when they go to try to borrow money. Um, but Fortune did an interview with a um, a mortgage broker, a mortgage guy that had been in the business for 38 years, and. Uh, he's seeing this weird. This guy's seeing this weird phenomenon. He's in the Washington D.C. area, um, and uh, he, he, you know, talks to young people all the time about getting a mortgage. Uh, and he, what's funny is that most of his uh, young people that come in uh, to borrow, let's say, this seven hundred thousand dollars, are uh, doing uh, interest only or some version of a adjustable rate mortgage, because all of them are saying, well. Uh, or they take out a fixed rate and and that, that they can barely afford or not even afford um, and they've they all of these people he says have already concluded that these high mortgage payments are short lived and that they will simply refinance to a lower payment once mortgage rates come down so there is this common uh theme out there that most people i think believe i don't know why that uh, they think that this is a short-term phenomenon. When, but when I bought my first house, my mortgage rate was higher than where they are now, and and I didn't think that it was a high mortgage rate. And so, what we've seen for the last 15, that was the abnormal rate market. That was very abnormal, and most people think that that's normal. And so, if you just take five minutes to study interest rate history, you really could come to the conclusion that rates aren't going back there. Because as we talked in the first segment. The neutral rate, meaning not restrictive, not stimulative, is probably somewhere where we are now or maybe even a little higher. Um, and so I don't think there's there's no reason for the Federal Reserve to be cutting interest rates anytime soon. Uh, and so, you know, it would take a pretty su- substantial recession maybe for that to happen uh, where rates might back up. But I still think they're over time going to continue to march higher. And so. Um, it, it's weird phenomenon though that, and, and you know, the mortgage brokers, you hear them say this all the time and it makes me crazy. Um, marry the house, marry the, the house, rate. date the rate, but it's like, okay, well, what if rates go higher? There's like, n- nobody can conceive of the idea that rates being higher from here. That's not something that everybody, anybody conceives of, but it's a possibility and it's a real possibility. And so, um, I, I like to deal with known known things that are known right now, not possibilities. Those, so, those five-year arms, the clock is ticking. They started a year ago. But people, young people are even buying, you know, saying, oh, I'll just do a 30-year fix, and I can barely afford it, but I know that rates are going to go lower, so I'll just refi and, and have a lower payment. That's just crazy to me. Okay, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from Chris. Uh, Chris says, I'm trying to nail down what metrics I should use to evaluate how well my retirement account is being managed. I vetted the company that actively, and he puts actively in quotes, manages my account. I have about one and a half million invested in a 50-50 mix of stocks and bonds, and I pay a 1% management fee. I would like to know if you guys think I'm getting the best bang for my buck. Well, so, Chris, I, you know, to, to not see your actual situation in your account, it's hard to know if you are, in fact, getting... Uh, your best bang for your buck. Um, I, I don't know, Chris, also, if your advisor is managing your account, use, you know, the, he or she is picking individual stocks and bonds and that you're all in fee is 1% or if uh, they're picking some other investments and you have another layer of fees on top of that. So those are the things you need to sort of be asking yourself is your, uh, is your financial advisor charging 1% and then going out and picking uh, actively managed mutual funds or private equity funds or alternative investments, which have another layer of fees. And if that is the case, I would say you shouldn't be doing allowing them to do that. Now, so what I would tell you in our practice um, is we uh, charge people a fee similar to what your advisor charges you, depending, you know, ours varies depending on how much we manage for somebody. Uh, but we go out there and we build a portfolio of exchange traded funds uh, for our clients that track indexes that have extremely low fees. Um, and so that's what we think is right for our practice and our clients. Um, and, you know, hopefully our clients believe they're getting the best bang for their buck when markets are up. They do. I think maybe they question it when markets are down. Um, but, uh, that, so, so 
I would just tell you, Chris, the one thing that um, I would disagree with in your in your question that your advisor is doing is anything that is active. Like we don't believe in active money management because we know over time um, it's a loser's game. Just the law of averages says that, and it's not. It's actually I shouldn't say we believe it. We know it to be true based on the data that is readily readily available to anybody. Is that active money management over time doesn't beat passive money management, meaning indexing, uh, because of the fees and, and it's really hard to do. <laughs> but I think also, you know, if you're looking to, for an objective benchmark to try to assess, assess performance, just take a look at the aggregate bond index over the specified period of time, and then take a look at the S&P 500 and basically compute the weighted average of the two and look at your portfolio relative to them. Yeah, I mean, and Josh makes a good point there. You know, you need to, Chris, you need to make sure you're comparing your portfolio to the right thing. So, you know, we have clients come in that have a similar portfolio you do, let's say 50-50 or 60-40. But when, they, when it's 50-50, it's pretty, it's a lot easier than it would be otherwise. And yeah, but, but the, my point is that they come in and their portfolio is 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and they want to compare their performance against the S&P 500. And it's just not a, a realistic comparison, right? Because you are way underweight your stock exposure. So I guess we'll we'll happily compare your your portfolio against the S&P if the S&P is down 25% and your portfolio is down a lot less, but um, it's just not a realistic comparison. So Chris, as you make your determination of, of uh, how your portfolio is doing, you need to make sure you're being realistic about what you're comparing against. You can't compare it against just the bond market or just the stock market. You have to compare it against a realistic comparison. So uh, we've got an email. This doesn't say who it's from. Oh, MB, it says, uh, can a trustee remove a beneficiary from a trust? Um, so, uh, I mean, so trustee uh, is the person that controls the trust. Uh, the trustee uh, is also the trust grantor. Usually um, the trust grantor has included a specific provision uh, in the trust document allowing the trustee to add or remove beneficiaries. So in this case, yes, um, uh, you, you do have the ability it, if it's a re uh, revocable living trust, uh, if you are the trustee, to change uh, the who the beneficiary of a trust would be if you were the one that set it up. Um, so you would have to amend it. You'd have to go to an attorney. Um, if it's an irrevocable trust and you're the trustee of that, it's permanent and you can't make any changes, including to the beneficiaries. So um, it's that's a nuanced question. But uh, generally, if it's a revocable trust, you can. If it's an irrevocable trust, you cannot. Um, all right. Uh, I don't know if I want to tackle this last this last question here. So real quick. One of the things that comes up a lot in our practice uh, is these designations that exist in the financial services world, C P CFP, CHFC, all these different designations that financial advisors have. Uh, are you a fiduciary? Are you not? Um, if you have a CFP, it doesn't mean you're not an idiot and doing bad things with your client's money. So um, people over... Uh, I think think that these designations are, are more important than they really are. Um, you know, we find CFPs that build portfolios that make absolutely no sense. Uh, we also people harp on that fiduciary thing, but remember, Bernie Madoff was a fiduciary. So um, having these designations or being a fiduciary doesn't preclude you from either being a criminal or really bad at being a financial advisor. It just means you got designate designation. And um, you know, I know plenty of people that have JDs or MBAs that are doofuses that have no business. Uh, so doesn't <laughs> those designations alone? Who are you uh, talking about? Don't, don't mean anything. Not you, Mr. Mr. Finelli, you just happen to have those two designations. <laughs> uh, all right, if you fancy want to be, letters that don't mean a whole lot. Well, you, they mean you got had to pay a lot of money. Yeah, they definitely. If, do. if you want to be part of the show, call us eight seven seven. Still get to pay six seven zero seven one one seven, or go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about what are the actual drivers of your portfolio's returns. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Big time inventory, big time savings. 
The 4th of July sales event continues at every Kendall location in Bend and Prineville. With additional new vehicles in stock and more on the way, step up to something new and save big. You don't want to miss out on the massive Kendall discounts, plus special financing offers. Shop hundreds of new cars, trucks, and SUVs from Ford, Toyota, Volkswagen, and Mazda, plus luxury vehicles from Audi, BMW, Porsche, and Mercedes-Benz. Shop over 400 pre-owned vehicles. Get a great deal, and the peace of mind of our Kendall Auto Protection Plan fits included with each qualified vehicle purchase. Save thousands during the Kendall 4th of July sales event, extended the entire month of July at every Kendall dealership in Bend and Brineville. Don't wait. The best deals always go fast. Stop by today or get started at KendallAutoGroup.com. Kendall, let's start something great. Summertime brings a whole new appreciation of what a brand new, custom-built Highline home can do for you and your family. There are the benefits of air conditioning, quality insulation, and windows. I'm very impressed with the insulation. Winter, it stays warm, and in the summertime, when it's really hot, it stays nice and cool. Then there's the perfect outdoor living space. It is nice, yeah. I'm on five acres out here, and you want to entertain and, and hang out. Virtual tours and more at HighlineHomes.com. Oregon, CCB 181069. Highline Homes. On your lot, on time, Bill Wright. Sun River Owners Association presents Turf Tunes, a free concert and variety show series every Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. Now through July 23rd at Sharks John Gray Amphitheater in Sun River. Turf Tunes is fun for the whole family and supported by SROA, Sun River Brewing Company, Best Best, and Krieger Attorneys at Law, The Source Weekly, Sun River Chamber of Commerce, and this station. Visit sunrivershark.com for more info. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. So Josh and I do free retirement reviews uh, for our listeners of our radio show. Uh, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your asset allocation, your portfolio, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, so all that we ask is you've at least $500,000 of investable assets. Uh, so if you want to get one of those uh, meetings scheduled, call the office. The number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. So in the last year in the United States, there are 18 states that uh, saw their population decline. And of course, Oregon is in the mix. And so I ask you, Josh, uh, what is it that, you, that you, makes you believe that Oregon is seeing their population, our population decline? Uh, well, I mean, it, you, I'm sure you saw this week also, Oregon is the oldest state in the West, which certainly can be part of you can attribute part of that to that, but obviously that oldest meaning not the not the state being the actual oldest. No, pe- no, people like that the, live in. Yeah, the population of Oregon is the oldest state in the on the West Coast. Uh, I didn't know that. Median age of over forty, uh, which you know, I, I mean, you see it anecdotally in like a lot of the rural communities here aging out. But of course, well, we're seeing our client base move too. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the exodus from Portland is the driver of the marginal population loss that we've seen. 
Um, and that's, you know, it's becoming relatively more expensive and, you know, there's a lot of the political concerns and whatever else and quality of life and stuff that wasn't maybe necessarily true three years ago before COVID. And, uh, but long run, I mean, I'm pretty sanguine about the future of Oregon as a just desirable place to live. And there's just, you know, this, the place that matters from a population standpoint is Portland. And, uh, they've obviously got some really major issues that need to be resolved before it's an attractive place to move again. Yeah, well, then there's the the state of Idaho that we're going to be part of, right? <laughs> state of Jefferson. Sorry, state of Jefferson. Um, I mean, so, what do you think? Like, Well, I mean, uh, yeah, all the things you mentioned, of course, you know, when I anecdotally, when I talk to people that leave, you know, there's like the bend issue, too, that we have the people that have lived here a long time and they don't like what's also not a desirable place to die. And, and from a tax standpoint. Yeah. So and I think that is a motivating factor for a lot of the people that are leaving. And uh, the, the, you combine that with the overlay that with the <laughs> politics, of course. And uh, we here we are. But of course, we need to re- we need to reverse that. And fixing Portland is going to be the main thing that stops that arrests that decline. So that means you're going to run for mayor of Portland? Interesting. I'll support you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so one of the things that uh, is happening, and I don't think it's news to anybody that pays attention to markets, is that uh, there's the Magnificent Seven uh, technology stocks uh, and the NASDAQ. And the NASDAQ, there are seven companies that became uh, such a big part of the NASDAQ, uh, the QQQs, the the index, uh, that that the NASDAQ had to rebalance on Friday uh, to knock some of the the exposure that those companies had in the index down. Um, Technology now represents almost 29% of the entire S&P 500, and that doesn't even include Tesla, Amazon, Google, or Meta, which aren't even tech stocks. Uh, And so we have a uh, relatively unhealthy market in that a small percentage of the uh, uh, stocks in the market make up a huge percentage of the market cap uh, of the market. So uh, let's talk about what really drives your returns in your portfolio. So in 1986, uh, there was a study published in the Financial Analyst Journal that uh, looked at asset allocation as the primary determinant of your portfolio's return. And so in 1986, the study concluded that your asset allocation, meaning your mix of stocks and bonds and large and mid and international and all that stuff, uh, uh, was responsible for 93.6% of your portfolio's returns. So that means almost all of your portfolio's returns was derived of where you allocated your money. You know, how much to large cap, how much to small cap, how much to international, how much to fixed income. That was the biggest, biggest by far determining factor. Uh, the study's been updated a couple times in 91 uh, and since then. Uh, and and it, the conclusion with all of the data is about 91.5% uh, of, of the, your portfolio's variability uh, is determined by your asset allocation. The next important thing, well, there's a couple other, you know, the fees that you're paying uh, in your allocation and then um, sort of how long you stay invested in that allocation is, is another obviously big, important driver. So if that is true, and we knew that to be true for a long time, Josh and I did, uh, that if your asset, you, you really need to get your asset allocation right, meaning your mix of stocks and bonds, and then within that, uh, what you're allocating your stocks to and your bonds to, that's re- the, really the most important thing. And then Josh and I looked at it and said, okay, if that's the most important driver of our clients' portfolio returns, then we should use the lowest cost things that are available and the most tax efficient things that are available to get that exposure. That's exactly why we use exchange traded funds because they're really low cost and they're really tax efficient. And we believe if you think logically about that, you know, if their portfolio driver returns is your asset allocation and you can get pure asset allocation in the form of an ETF that's really low cost and tax efficient, to us that seems like a no-brainer. All the other stuff that all of you out there are doing or other financial advisors are doing is noise and just downright stupid. So, Josh, then we take it a step further, and, and you should talk to our uh, our listeners about how we go about building an asset allocation uh, for our client portfolio. I think we have, like, the most simplistic approach imaginable you could construct true asset allocation, which is, you know, it's either one of two things, right? It, it either enhances return or it reduces risk. And every everything we own, that's the first question we ask. And, and if it's not clear, it doesn't make it in the portfolio. No, but, and you know, and on the margin, like we, when we see, say, a, a bond portfolio that is laden with all of this stuff that is intended ultimately to try to create juice, but it should be falling in the risk reducer category, you know, the question you should ask yourself is, well, why wouldn't I just own stock in replacement of that? Because it has the same volatility characteristics with less of the upside. And that's kind of how we look at it. But, uh, 
you know, that is the question for every single position within your portfolio. You should, when you look at it, that's what you ask yourself. And from there, you can determine, you know, what is my allocation actually? You know, what percentage of my portfolio is in risk reducers? What percentage of my portfolio is in return enhancers? Uh, and then that kind of gives you sort of the, the, the framework, the roadmap of what you actually own and, you know, how much you're going to participate in markets. Because Josh and I say, okay, well, once we have it clear about what of our, you know, in our portfolio, what is a risk reducer and what is a return enhancer, it's very clear to us. There's no, there's nothing in the middle or even close to in the middle. Um, then we increase risk or decrease risk. Uh, by increasing our ac our exposure, if we're going to decrease risk, we uh, increase our exposure to those risk reducers. If we're going to increase risk and then return, we uh, increase our exposure to our return enhancers. And so it makes it really, really simple. Um, you know, we got to get the mix right. We got to get the right uh, asset. You know, we got to get the right um, asset class exposure in our portfolios and the right percentages in those. But then it makes it from there. Once you get that figured out, then it makes it really easy to dial up and down risk. Uh, because we know what is going to reduce risk clearly, and it's not ambiguous at all in our, our client portfolios. Uh, but when we look at when we do our free retirement reviews and we look at client portfolios, you might have something in your portfolio that is titled bond, but it's not a risk reducer. Uh, and so, you know, you, you need to look really hard at your portfolio and make sure it makes sense. Josh talks about it being simplistic, but simplicity in investing works the best. Look at the best investors over time. They don't own stupid things like non-traded REITs and these, you know, non-correlated long short funds and all these things that are just there to take money out of your pocket and put it in somebody else's pocket. Low cost, tax efficient, uh, really simple uh, exposure to markets is the is how you do it. Anything else is just noise uh, and trying to make it seem like it's more complicated than it really is. All right. If you have a question for us or a comment, call us 877-670-7117. You can always email us if you go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about annuities, but we're going to talk about something that's going on right now, and that's bonus annuities. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.